Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. At the end of this service, light is coming your way in the name of Jesus. For that person who is on the verge of making a decision, a business decision, a career decision, I decree in the name of Jesus, light is coming your way in the name of Jesus. For that students, I pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, light has come to you right now. In the name of Jesus, let your amen be louder this morning. Light has come to you right now. For that person, that brother, that man who has been in perpetual lack, I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Light is coming to you in your finance. In the name of Jesus, you will know what to do. You will know where to go. In the name of Jesus, shout the loudest amen you can this morning. Glory to God. Please take your seats in God's presence. Hallelujah. What an anointing here this morning. Can we celebrate the great psalmist this morning? Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. It's a rainy Sunday morning. Praise God. I'm sure that's why some people could not make it to church this morning. Because of the rain. Praise God. But may rain not keep you from coming to your father's house. James 5, 16. If you're there, yes, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. James 5, from verse 16. To, we're going to be taking two readings this morning. So we'll take James 5, from 16 to 18. And then we'll take Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. Are you with me this morning? James 5, 16 to 18. Can we read from the amplified version of the Bible? Glory to God. James 5, 16 to 18, Amplified Bible. Glory to God. It says, therefore, or let me just read, do we have the Amplified up? Okay, it says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your sleeps, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Verse 17, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have with feelings, affections, and constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. Verse 18. And he prayed again. Somebody say he prayed again. I can't hear you say he prayed again. And the heavens supplied rain like he did this morning. Praise God. 
and produce its crops as usual. Hallelujah. All right, let's flip over to the book of Luke. Luke's gospel, chapter 3. Glory be to God. Luke's gospel, chapter 3, from verse 21 to 23. Glory to God. When all the people, now listen to this. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Or Jesus was baptized also. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. What happened as he was praying? All right. And it was, as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was a son, so it was thought of Joseph. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will bless the ministry of your word in the name of Jesus. Let the entrance of your word give light in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you would open unto me a door of utterance to declare your word, to speak as an oracle of God and not as an orator in the name of Jesus. That I will speak with entire, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of power that the faith of your people will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, I just say it loud. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. All right, so we start our contemplation this morning in James 5.16, where we're going to start off our discussion from this morning. The Bible tells us that the prayer of a righteous man produces power. The prayer of a righteous man produces power. You can please show me that scripture on the screen as I continue the teaching. In the Amplified Version, it puts this way. It says, the continuous, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power. Not just power. It makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. In other words, prayer is not a futile spiritual exercise according to the scriptures when we pray we are generating power we are producing power it says the continuous heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available so when we are praying we are not just fulfilling some spiritual obligation what we are doing when we are praying is that we are releasing the power of God to be at work in our lives and in our situation. So prayer is not a spiritual obligation. It's not a futile spiritual exercise. We are producing power in the place of prayer. 
So what happens, I mean, you know that, all right, Maradi school you went to, you know that what, the power is what? What is power? Ability to do what? To do, to do something. So if power is released, what that means is that something is about to be done. Something is about to be attended to. Are you with me this morning? Come with me this morning. Praise God. And just in case you're thinking in your mind that this scripture is referring to some human, some superhuman, the scripture went on to say that Elijah was a human being. Just as you. Alright? Elijah was a human being. So, the prayer that produces power was not because Elijah was a superhuman being. So the Bible begins to tell us that Elijah also is a human being just like you. So there was nothing spectacular as it were about Elijah. He was just a human being like you like me you know when you hear things like somebody prayed like Elijah prayed and then he prayed that there would be no rain for three and a half years how many of you sometimes you read the bible and somewhere in your mind you're doubting if that thing really happened can I get a witness in the house talk to me so I remember Back in the day, back in school, when I first used to start to, when I first started to practice my faith, and I go to the, to, the, to the rain, I go inside the rain, and I say, rain, stop! Now, as a believer, as a, some of the things that you read in the Bible, the Bible is not a storybook. It says the things that are written before now, are written for our learning. They are written for our learning so that we through the patience and comfort of, so the things that we see in the Bible is not some storybook, glory to God. If you read in the Bible that somebody raised the dead, alright, it's not exclusive to some people. You too can raise the dead. In fact, if you don't raise the dead, you can attempt to pray for the dead. I've not raised the dead before, but I've prayed for the dead and they refused to wake up. And that's not my business. You get what I'm saying? But you see, some things that we read in the Bible, they are for us to see our possibilities. So, as they were touching the hem of Jesus' garment and they were healed, your garment can be touched and people can be healed. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? As you read in the Bible that the shadow of Peter was healing the sick, he can, the same, for the same over all, the same God over all, is rich unto all that call upon his name. So God is not, is not a partial God. But you see, the difference, and God has been dealing with me personally about this. Glory to God. And you see, some of the things that we read in the Bible, they are not just for us to enjoy the reading. 
and just fulfill our spiritual obligation of reading the Bible. These things are for us to do the same thing. Glory be to God. Say glory be to God. So he says to us that Elijah was a human being. Was a man just like you, just like me. He had the same constitution. He had feelings. Elijah had a woman that he loved. Elijah, there was nothing superior or supernatural about Elijah. He was just a human being like you. Glory be to God. And the Bible says he prayed earnestly and there will be no rain. And the Bible says what? And there was no rain. So when I started putting out my faith out there, all right, I would go into the rain and then I would say, rain, stop. And then the more I stop the rain, the more the rain. As a pastor, there are, there, are, there are different things that comes with, you know, rain. You know, there are pastors that when it's raining, you know, they are, they are anxious. They are like, oh, when people come to church this morning, oh, rain will hinder some people. But if you understand the workings of God, you know that rain is part of God's blessings upon man. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So Elijah was a human being like you. And then the Bible says the reason Elijah's prayer produced results was because he was earnest. He was so not all prayers produces power. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Not all prayers produces power. So it says the virtual continuous earnest heartfelt prayer of it. So you may be praying, but your prayer has no weights in the realm of the spirit. So the reason the prayer will not have weight is because the prayer is not an earnest prayer. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Yesterday, you know, as I was just preparing for this, I went to research the word earnest in Hebrew. And you'll be amazed what I found. I realized that the word earnest is not just a regular word. Glory to God. The Greek word is prosus K. That's P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-E. And that word simply means more like Elijah literally went for a prayer retreat. So it was not a normal kind of prayer. So the reason why a lot of us have prayers that are not producing power is because the prayer is not earnest. 
So there's an open space in Israel where they pray. Alright? And then people will go to that place. So you can be in that place for days, for years. What they call Operation Push when you pray until something happens. So the kind of prayer Elijah was praying that produced the power that caused it not to rain in the earth for three and a half years was not the kind of prayer that he was praying that he crossed his leg like this. Was not the kind of prayer that he was praying and he sat like this. And he sat like this. And he was in his room. And he, and he woke up in the morning and sat on the bed. And sat on the bed. And said, oh father, thank you this morning. See, not all prayer produces power. So the kind of prayer, I actually like this. Please, you can get me a chair. So I can, because you read the Bible, you see Jesus sat and thought. So I need a chair. I will sit and I will teach. Are you with me? Are you not in the Bible that Jesus sat and thought? He sat and taught the multitude. I'm getting a chair right now. I'm going to feel the scriptures. Amen. Now you see that. Glory to God. So it's not those kind of prayers that we're talking about. Where you cross your leg in the morning and you're drinking tea on the bed and say, oh, then you're, I mean, somebody went for a retreat and, and, and was taking bread and, and tea and said that they are praying. They are, is God your mate? Not all prayer produces power. The Bible says the effectual, continued, heartfelt, earnest prayer of a righteous man. Some of you here, your prayers are not going to heaven because it's not earnest. You know, it's amazing how some, in fact, some Christians don't even have a prayer life. Let's even start. There are people who have never prayed for one hour in their entire Christian life. And they are believers. And you're wondering what kind of Christianity is this? Some people only pray when they have problem. That's what some people remember God. And say, yeah, there's one God somewhere who rules and reigns in the affairs of men. Prayer is not designed to be a reactive thing that we do. It's supposed to be a proactive thing that we do. So Elijah was a human being like you, Michael. As a matter of fact, Elijah is not as educated as some of us are. Because in Bible days, they didn't go to school. They didn't have the, the, the privilege or the luxury that we have of going to school, of having a, a master's degree. I know somebody who has three master's degree. Praise God. You understand that? Glory to God. So not all prayer produces power. The earnest prayer of a righteous man is what produces power. So a life that is void of prayer is void of power. Glory to God. So the reason sometimes why it looks as if you lack power in your life 
in your Christian walk is because the prayer base is low. Your prayer as now is low. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Asna is the only word that has relevance in the English language. Praise God. So if prayer produces power, then we can deduce that whenever there is a prayer deficiency, it means there's a power deficiency. Whenever there's a prayer deficiency, it means there's a power deficiency. In other words, a believer who does not pray will lack the power of God at work in their lives. Simply put, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Glory to God. All through scriptures, you will see situations and circumstances dead until the power of prayer is applied to it. You read the story of Lazarus in John 11. Dead, gone until the power of prayer was applied. But Jesus said some things cannot happen with some Without, see, some, some of these things cannot happen except by prayer and fasting. There are some dimensions of God's power that you will never experience in your life until there is a dimension of prayer and fasting. There are believers, there are Christians who have never fasted in their life. In fact, there are Christians who have never fasted more than a day in their entire life. Have you not noticed that you can go without food until the fast is declared? That's when you remember your hunger. Anybody like that here? I mean, if you hear you, you're fasting and then, then all, of, all of a sudden, the time just becomes slow. Anybody in the house? Before you can go three days, or even maybe three hours. Or you, you may not even eat until evening. But the moment a fast is declared, then your hunger becomes apparent to you. Any, any witness in the house? So, that see, let me tell you this. The devil will hinder you from doing the things that are most important to your destiny. that the devil hinders you, prevents you from reading the Bible. Do you know that? There are several of you who can finish a novel in one sitting. One sitting, finish a novel. A big novel, 200 pages. Have you not noticed that a friend of mine told me that anytime he wants to sleep, he, read, he reads the Bible. Anytime he wants to sleep, that is finding it hard to sleep. He just, he just, anybody in there, though I know your hand will not be raised up. There's just some, you just. <laughs> you just sleep off. Meanwhile, 
you can read, read your master's book. You can read your textbooks for five hours, non-stop. It should tell you that there is something about that word that the devil is preventing you from annexing. Glory to God. There are people who have never prayed more than 30 minutes in their entire life. And you wonder why your life lacks power. You should not be surprised. In fact, you should be thankful to God that you are alive. <laughs> that you are not consumed by the enemy. Ah! Is the mercy of God. I remember the first time that I went 12 hours non-stop praying. It was one man's camp meeting. Um, it was, let me mention his name. I didn't want to before, but I'll mention his name. Christian Oyika. It was a camp meeting many years ago. That should be about about 17 or 18 years ago. You know, and then when we're praying, people were fainting. Some people in their life, they've never done more than one hour, 30 minutes, five minutes. All those, your prayers that you pray when you are going to work does not produce any power. The word of God is anointed in and of itself. But you see, when you're praying, all right, if you pray, it's when you get to maybe one heart that you've actually started to enter some realms. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Some of you have not really entered into the, the presence of God. Because, I mean, there are people who pray five minutes and they feel like they are prayed. How can you pray five minutes and feel like, ah, I'm good for today. I'm good, sufficient for the day. Is the evil thing. And there are people who go, you know, I said this to, to men. There are people who pride themselves in the fact that they have a praying wife. I have a praying wife. I have a praying mother. Is a spiritual scam. When the Bible calls the man, the priest over the house, then you have now, you have now delegated the prayer aspect of your work with God. You've delegated it. My mom is praying for me. In fact, there are people who employ, I know some people who employ prayer contractors. They have people that they talk to me. I, I, do you know what I'm talking about? There are people who have, and they are hungry. Those, those prayer, they are hungry. You know they are hungry. You know, you know they are hungry. Then they have prayer contractors. So they pray for them. They go and do the work. Then they have people that they, they employ. 
may you not delegate the vital aspect of your work with God. Everyone, man, woman, young, old. But the Bible re refers to the house of God as the house of the house of prayer. Prayer produces and generates power. But my best part is where he says that the power it generates is dynamic in its working. Dynamic in its working. The power generated in the place of prayer is dynamic in its working. What it means is that the power produced in the place of prayer has the capacity to achieve different things all at the same time. So that power that is generated in the place of prayer has the capacity to do different things all at the same time. Please show me that scripture. By now you should show me that scripture. James 5. Makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The, the power, the prayer that got you yield can get the financial abundance. It's dynamic in its working. There's something I'm still trying to understand. I don't know how it works. I don't have a scripture for it yet. But you see, those who are prayerful are always blessed financially. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to take prayers and say, that's what I do for a living now. No, I'm just saying that there's a connection. How many of you can understand what I'm saying? There's just that connection. The prayer is dynamic in its working. The prayer that got you a good wife can get you a contract. It's dynamic in its working. Dynamic in its working. Let me bring this home to you. There's there's a other mixture that is dynamic in its working. It's all a composite. You can heal any infirmity if you enter the bus a lot. What they call molue. You understand what I'm talking about? In fact, nowadays is not even if you live in some kind of areas, you would have a you would have, what do they call it? They call it Aporo Epa Ijebu. That's what prayer does. It's dynamic. Dynamic. And that's what you have at your disposal. Dynamic. Somebody say, I have the prayer. That is dynamic in its working. 
So I want to share with you a few things that this dynamic power prayer does. Number one, it activates open heavens. It activates open heavens. In Luke, please walk with me. Media, walk with me. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21, the Bible says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. In other words, before Jesus was baptized, there were other people who were baptized before him. Oh, are you with me this morning? After Jesus was baptized, there were other people who were baptized after him. So he says, when all the people were being baptized, in other words, the baptism exercise was in progress. When all the people were, you see that, it's present continuous tense. So he didn't say, when all the people had been baptized. He says, when all the people were being baptized. In other words, the exercise was still ongoing. So before Jesus was baptized, there were people who were baptized before him and there were people who were baptized after Jesus was baptized. But you see, what made the difference, all right, because what we read about this scripture, what we pay attention to is the fact that the heavens was opened when Jesus was baptized. But you, see, you need to understand what triggered the open heavens. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was coming to the place of baptism, he came with a different posture. The Bible says when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, the heavens opened. And as he was praying, the heavens opened. That tells you that it was not the baptism that brought about the open heavens. It was the praying of Jesus that triggered the open heavens. Oh, you hear what I'm saying this morning? And you see, you can actually and literally operate under a closed heavens if you are not a person of prayer. So what triggered the open heavens was that Jesus came with a different attitude. He came with a different orientation. He came with a different approach. He came to the place of baptism. Pray. He came with a different posture. He came with the posture of prayer. And that was the reason why Jesus obtained or received a different kind of result and experience from every other person. 
Whatever you do in life, whatever endeavor you commit to do in your life, do it praying and see how heavens will open over you. When someone is operating under an open heavens, their touch, as it were, becomes a Midas touch. So he came. You know, there, there is a way that, and I'm going to wrap this up so we can take time to pray. You know, there is a way that you feel that you have things covered. I got this. I got this. I've been in this business for, for years. I understand the dynamics of fishing. I know what it takes to run a marriage. I've been married for, it's going to be 10 years. By December. I still pray about certain things. Where my marriage is concerned. I still say, Lord, help me to know how to present this to my wife. I still do that. But there's a way you can feel so familiar with what God is doing in your life. With what, is, with what you have. And then you now neglect the place of prayer. Oh, I got this. I remember one of our sisters was sharing with us how that anytime she has a job, she would just, you know, commit it to God in prayers. And then she would just believe God that God, Holy Spirit, teach me, guide me. I'm going for this makeup job. Lead me, guide me. And then the heavens just begin to open. So everyone comes into the baptism just to observe the routine. Alright, because I mean, I, I, I used to be in redeem and the baptism was a big deal. In fact, it was a religious, you know, exercise. I remember I was in 1999B, I was baptized on redemption camp. And then we you know, come every year and all that and then we come to, for the baptism. And then people lose the essence of that baptism. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So Jesus went to that place of baptism with a different posture. He went praying. He went praying. As you go to your business, you should go as you go to your car, you should go. Make no mistakes. There are demonic forces everywhere. There are spiritual forces trying to hinder people. The money you think you are trying to make, that you think, you know money is spiritual. In the Bible, there was only one thing that God likens himself to. Because you cannot serve God and what? What is mammon? Money. Given by the, by the devil. So your posture. You, you, I believe that is an abomination for a child of God. You're going into the world, into the marketplace without praying. You cannot do life like that. You can't, the Bible says no man goes to war at his own expense. You cannot go out of your house without praying. 
is an abomination. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Jide is here. He goes to work with me most times. He can tell you 95% of I go praying because you understand that, see, this word is spiritual. You're trying to make money, you think that because you have done sponsored ad. Then customers will just start trunking you. Trunking you. You don't understand that there is a realm that you have to go into such that you superimpose what you want on the face of the earth that the kingdom of this world can become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. You don't understand that? You think because you are in business, everything will just be happening for you. You don't understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. You don't understand that. That one of your prayer power, one of the force that you have is the force of prayer. Prayer is a spiritual force. That superimposes the will of God on the earth. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. It says, then, then. So God's intervention is dependent on your praying. So, the, now you see that. If my people were called by my name, um, false chronicles, I think 1428, I'm not sure. Sorry? Get scripture for me. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. So, prayer is an act of humility. Knowing that you have no power of your own. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When you pray, what you're doing in essence is that you are giving God the permission to come into your space. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then I, then. So God coming into your situation with, with, the, with the whole essence of his glory and his weight is if you permit him. And you permit him in the place of prayer. He says in Revelation 3, 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him. And I, will, I mean, he was saying in, in essence that if you, if you don't give me the permission, I will not be able, even though I am God, I'm sovereign, I will not be able to step into your situation. That's why it says, stand still and know that I'm God. Until you bring God, until you invite God into your circumstance or situation, which is through praying to him, 
he has the power to change everything but God is incapacitated if you don't bring him in into your life I've said this before that he says if if anyone is in trouble let him pray people have issues have problems they talk to everyone in this world except the one who can solve that problem who is God so when you are facing challenges in your life the first thing to, to do is not to go to your status and put it on your whatsapp status trying to gather pity party I don't, even, I don't even attend to those things. I don't even attend to those things. There was, there was a time when I was trying to get my attention. You know, I put something up on stage. I said, I have tried. I, I, just, I just ignored. Did I expect you to come and say, ah, sorry, what happened? Stop manipulating us. Go and talk to God. Leave us out of, we, we're not there. When you got yourself into that trouble, leave us out of it. Talk to the one who has the capacity. You know, there are people who put things up on social media just to get attention. Somebody put it some time ago and said, I will kill myself. Go and kill yourself. If you want to die, you don't need to announce it. Let's we just hear that you have. I'm committing suicide right now. If you don't see me again, I've gone. Go. They talk to everyone. Ex, you know. Gora Bakatala. You know, there are people that are praying. People are praying sometimes. They are not expecting any results. Show me Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Please walk with me. Acts chapter 12. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. Verse 2. Verse 2, please be fast. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. So he, Herod killed. He killed who? Next verse. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. I like that was he seized him. This happened during the feast of the unleavened bread. Verse 4. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by false courts of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Verse 5. After arresting, verse 5, verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly, you didn't see that word? You didn't see that word? They were earnestly praying to God for him. Now, he was put in prison. So what were they praying about? That what? That he should be released. I thought so too. Verse 6. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. 
bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Verse 7. Watch this. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Verse 8. Guess what? They were praying. Right? For Peter to be what? To be released. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Verse 9. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He was shocked. He thought he was seeing a vision. That's the way in your life. You will be amazed at the things that God, it will be like a, the things that God will do in your life. It will be like you're dreaming. Is this me? The Bible says, when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion were like them that dreamt. That's how it will happen for you in the name of Jesus. It will be like you are watching a movie because God will do great things for you and in your life in the name of Jesus. Let your enemy be the loudest in the house this morning. They passed the first, the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. Some passion says that it opened of its own accord. See, an end has come to struggling. This is the last time you will have to lobby for a door to open. They will open of their own accord. In the name of Jesus, that business breakthrough will open of its own accord. That job, it will open up to you of its own accord. That miracle, that expectation will open up to you of its own accord. In the name of Jesus, shout yes, we believe in. When they heard, then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, where they were praying. Where many people had gathered and were praying. Next verse. Peter knocked at the outer entrance. And a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. In other words, the miracle, what you're praying for has happened. So I thought when she made that announcement, they should shout glory to God, glory to God. Next verse. said to her, you are out of your mind. In fact, some fashion says you are mad. Some said you are besides yourself. They told her. So they told her that, see, we were just praying. We were just praying. We were just praying to fulfill our righteousness. We were not expecting anything to happen. We were just praying because they called for a prayer meeting. We are not actually believing God for anything. 
We just want people to know that we are going through this circumstance. That's why I put it on my status. I don't really need a change of circumstance or a change of story. I just want the whole world to know and say that, wow, so sorry about your loss. So sorry about that loss of job. So sorry you didn't get that contract. This was where they were. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. And they got that. I don't know how long they were praying. But you see, you can be praying and not have any expectation. So they were praying, but they had no expectation. And it happens to a lot of us. We are praying, but no expectation. We are just praying to fulfill all righteousness. But you see, I came to announce to you today, an end has come to you praying in vain. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? An end has come to you praying in vain. In the name of Jesus, you will pray and you will see results. You will pray and you will carry that thing you've been trusting God for. Stand to your feet and begin to declare in the name of Jesus. Bring out that thing that represents your business and your craft. And begin to pray in the name of Jesus. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying this morning from Psalm 90, 17. Psalm 90, 17. Just hold on before you start praying. Let's just start freaking out of Baha'i. Psalm 90, 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. I thought you say amen to that. Establish the work of our hands for us. See, what establishes a man's work is favor. It says, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You're going to lift your hands, lift that thing that represents what you do and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, establish the work of my hands. Turn into prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Turn into prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, establish the work of my hands. Establish the work of my hands in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Rekatora bakalika labahaya. Mesush taleke tele broko suka lika dosha. Yenemika tura labahika labahaya. Remember the earnest, the earnest, the earnest prayer of a righteous man is what produces power. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you can pray this morning. The Bible says unto him that answers prayers shall all flesh come in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you're trusting God for, but I join my faith with your faith. And I decree in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Is somebody praying this morning? Are you praying this morning? There's a God that answers prayers. Unto him shall all flesh come. 
make a demand on your God this morning. I don't know about you, for I have no one. I have no one except God does it. I have no one who would do it. Except God gives that job, I can't have it. Except God gives that promotion, I can't have it. Except God gives that breakthrough, I can't have it. Lay your hand on your head. Lay your hand on your head. I super Upon my Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. Lay your hands on your head and declare in the name of Jesus, my head carry favor, my head carry blessing, my head carry favor. In the name of Jesus, are you praying this morning? Are you praying this morning? If you can pray, there's a God that answers prayers. Psalm 1914, Psalm 1914 this morning. Psalm 1914, Psalm 1914, still praying, still praying. The Bible says, satisfy us early. I want to see the KJV, 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 KJV. Satisfy us early. Satisfy us early. Rakoto likatu shalabahaya. Yes, Lord. He said, oh, satisfy us early. I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, satisfy me early. Let me not drive my first car at 50. Satisfy me early in the name of Jesus with your mercy. Satisfy me early, O God. Elakondo super likatu shalabahaya. Ereke tiladosa. Let me not be out of business for a long time. Satisfy me early. Satisfy me early. Satisfy me early. In the name of Jesus. Lay your hand on your head. Lay your hand on your head. I need three people, three intercessors, three people to join me on the stage. And let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Shut up, I'm not a 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibeson podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeson or at Gracemade NG.